So um, we have been, just started actually, uh, last Sunday, started this sermon series called Meals with Jesus. And um, I, I confess, I wasn't in the service last week. Um, I was out teaching children's ministry, so I had to listen online. And um, as I listened, um, I think I can summarize what Aaron's intro was. And he said, something along the lines of what we're going to be talking about is conversations about real-life issues that we deal with. And if we were to sit with Jesus and have a meal with him, what would he say to us about the things that we face, these issues that we deal with? And this morning, what I'd like to talk about is uh, about the idea of carrying burdens. Now, if you're anything like me, um, and I think most of us are, uh, burdens are part of life. In fact, I I, I searched it on Google this morning just to see, um, and there were, and and my search was burdens in life, and there were 77,900,000 hits in Google on burdens in life. So this idea of burdens is clearly something, I mean, people are searching for it, people want to know about it, and they're dealing with things, and um, it's kind of part of life, right? It's one website um, described life burdens like this. It said, just consider all the things that weigh down our hearts and our lives, death, loss, illness, worry, politics, financial hardships, grief, guilt, marital tension, traumatic events, each is a weight that we carry on our shoulders. And many of these burdens are inevitable and entirely outside our realm of control. That's really critical here. These are inevitable and entirely outside the realm of our control. And regardless of their origin, we carry them, each of us, on a daily basis. So we're all carrying something. We're all carrying burdens, whether they're, they're financial burdens of things that we are, we're struggling with um, financially or they're relationship burdens, whether we've got good things and you're just like, oh man, just if that one thing could change. Or some of us are carrying some really broken relationship burdens around with us and, and wondering if it's going to change. We carry burdens of guilt for things that we did a long time ago or things that we did yesterday. We have burdens of regret, things that we wish we'd said or wish we'd done and we didn't. And that opportunity has passed us by and it weighs on us now and we think about it. We have work problems, we have justice problems. We have child problems for us parents. We have parent problems for us children. Some of us have the burden of loneliness and just being alone and just wondering, is somebody ever going to be able to walk with me? Where are my friends? Where is somebody who will walk alongside of me? Uh, Some of us carry burdens of disappointment, burdens of disappointment in ourselves or other people or where life has brought us. We have health burdens, we have religious burdens where we've got to do this because that's what the church said. So I'm out there and I am doing the thing because that's what it's expected of me and somehow that's going to make me better. No matter who we are, no matter where we come from, how old we are, how much money we have, how many friends we have, what our families look like, each of us has this in common, is that we carry burdens around. And they differ in weight and they differ in difficulty, but each of us has them. And we take them upon ourselves sometimes But often, we find ourselves with burdens that other people put on us. In fact, (laughs) we we put them on and we we like name them, right? Has anybody ever felt heard of the thing of like, well, I've got to call mom, it's Sunday afternoon, right? There's a burden that we put on. It's not that mom's calling mom's a bad thing, but it could become one if it's something that you do because it's expected of you. 
So we carry these things around and we often become so used to the weight of these burdens that we don't even know that we're carrying them and that we've taken them on. We just know that life is really hard and tiring. And today, I'd like us to pause and just take a few minutes to ask the question, if I was sitting with Jesus for a meal, if I got the opportunity to sit at the table across from Jesus and have a meal with him, what would he say to me about my burdens? What would he say? What is his response going to be when he asks, how are things going? And you're like, you know, this is going on and I'm dealing with this situation and it's really hard. What would he say to us about our burdens? I'd like us to take a look at a really famous passage of scripture to do this. It's in the book of Matthew, chapter 11. It's found in verses 25 through 30. So if you have your Bibles with you, please flip over into Matthew chapter 11. And uh, we're going to break this into a few little sections and kind of unpack them as we go through them and just try and find out what would Jesus say to us about the burdens that we carry. So starting in verse 25, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Jesus starts out here, and, uh, and, he, and he's praying, and he's talking to his Father, but at the root of this prayer is something really interesting for us. He says, I praise you, Father, because you've hidden some things from wise people. You've taken things, and you've hidden them from those that think they have it all together, those that have a plan in place and have it all mapped out and they know what life is going to look like or they know how this situation works and all of that, you've hidden them. Instead, Father, what you've done is you've revealed the truth of what's actually happening here to those who are like little children. Um, if you have kids and if you've ever raised, or I mean most of us have actually been around little children, what is the one thing that they all have in common? Anybody got an answer? They like to play. They do that, yes. Yeah. They take joy in things, right? They don't take things too seriously. Yep, yep. They have a sense of wonder. Yeah, they're like, wow, this is amazing. Everything is new and fresh to them. Yeah, yeah. They're trusting Oh, that's critical. That's really important. They're, they're, they're trusting. You know, all of those things are very true, and, and they're really important, and you can kind of apply all of them to this passage, but I think the one thing that they all have in common is they're absolutely dependent upon others for their care, right? You cannot take a little child, like two or three-year-old, and abandon them out in the woods and come back in a week and and be okay, right? I mean, that's terrible that I would even say that sort of thing, but, but you can't. They are absolutely dependent. They need some adults in their life to provide care for them. They are dependent upon that care. They will not make it without it. God's desire, Jesus is saying, what you really need to know here is that the Father has revealed truth, not to those that have it all figured out, because they've got it all figured out. No, he reveals truth to those that are in a position of dependence upon him. 
I mean, trust is tied to that, definitely. But, but those that are in a position of depending on him, he reveals what's actually going on and reveals truth to you. And then he keeps going. Jesus in verse 27, he says, all these things have been committed to me, all things, sorry, have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal himself. Jesus starts off here and he says, and now he's, he's moved from prayer into speaking to his disciples and followers. And he says, I have authority over all things. All things have been committed to me by the father. I have authority over all things. And not only that, he says, no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. So he says, not only do I have authority over all things, I am the only one through whom you can come into knowledge and relationship with God, the Father. Now, if you um, know anything about this and, and stuff and you kind of thought about this, you might go, boy, uh, is Jesus teaching predestination here? Is Jesus saying that only those that God has chosen and put a specific call upon their lives get to know the Father? That, that everybody else, if, if God doesn't say, I pick you, that everybody else is on the out. And I mean, that's a whole different theological discussion, but I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here. If you were to read on, and we will, but in, in a little bit later, in verse 28, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Jesus moves on immediately after this verse, and he says, everybody who is weary and burdened, come to me. Um, I think in this context, what Jesus is saying that I am the, he's saying he is the only way to enter into relationship with God. And th- this is hidden from those that figure that they've got, think they've got it all figured out, the wise and learned, and instead revealed to those who have a heart that is like a child and is willing to trust God and be dependent upon him. Paul reinforces this idea over in 1 Corinthians Chapter 1. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verses, starting in verse 18, if I can get to that page, there we go. Um, Paul writes, he says, For the message of the cross is foolish, foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And then skip forward a few verses into 22. He says, Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Paul knows what Jesus is speaking of here. And he says, that if you think you've got it all figured out, those that think they've got it all figured out will absolutely miss the truth. Those that think they have all the answers will miss it. And those that are willing to say, God, I trust you. I, I, I don't understand this. This seems silly, but I will trust you. Those are the ones to whom God reveals himself and saves. The cross, Jesus' message is foolishness to those who think they can smart their way into heaven, to those that think they can figure it all out by themselves because the message of Jesus is simply, trust me. Not in your own strength, not in your own abilities. Jesus says, trust me. He keeps going here in in Matthew. 
And then he gets into this, these verses 28 to 30. And this is, this is kind of the meat of, of this thing. If we're sitting down across from Jesus and he's talking to us about our burdens, this is kind of the meat. The other stuff kind of sets the, sets the story up for this. But in verse 28, he starts and says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This here is where we see the heart of Jesus. This is where he's been leading us through the rest of this passage, what he's been teaching us, to trust him because he's in control of everything, and because he's trustworthy and in control of everything, he is the one that can give us rest. He can take our burdens. All the things that we're carrying he can take because it says, he says why he can do it. He says, because I am gentle and humble in heart, or I might've got that backwards. You know, I got it right. Gentle and humble in heart. He says, this is like magnificent. Let's just step back and think about what Jesus is telling us here. This is like absolutely amazing. Imagine if you were sitting across from the dinner table with Jesus and you have been telling him about all the burdens that you have been carrying, the heartaches, the difficulties, the struggles, all the expectations from other people or other situations that you are carrying, and you're just weighted down by it, and you're like, man, Jesus, this is hard, and it is tiring, and I am worn out. And he says to you, and you can say, says, Jamie, or insert your name there, he says, Jamie, you really need to trust me to take care of this. You see, This is why you can trust me to take care of this. Because I set the stars in place. I ordered the universe from the greatest to the smallest thing, from the vast expanse where we can't measure the distances to the tiniest part of an atom. I ordered all of that. And not only did I order all of that, I am holding it together right now as we are speaking. I am sustaining it all along together, keeping it all together. Your problems are pretty small in comparison to this. And in fact, I know who you are. I know your sin. I know your heart. I know your mind. I know all your dreams and your desires and your darkest thoughts. I know all of that about you. Now imagine Jesus saying that to you, and he looks you straight in the eyes, and he says, I love you. I have done everything required for you to be forgiven. I have done everything required for you to be in relationship with God the Father. You can lay your burden down. You don't have to carry it. His heart is so gentle. He is so humble that as the creator of all things, in Philippians chapter 2, it says, At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is who we're talking to across the dinner table here. That is the one that every knee will bow. And he in here says, I am so gentle, I am so humble, that the great king of the universe invites us to lay his burdens down and take up his yoke, which is light and easy. And he does it, he's so humble that the thing that we can't do, fix our sins, he takes it upon himself and does it for us. Now, he says, take up my yoke now. Not yours, not other people's expectations. 
take up my yoke. Now, for those of you who don't know what a yoke is, a yoke actually is a couple of things. One is it's something that a draft animal, uh, an animal used for pulling things, often um, would wear to carry the load. And sometimes they just, if it's just a single animal, it goes around their neck and there's some ropes off the back to whatever they're pulling. Um, but most of the time, particularly in this era, there'd be um, a yoke could be for two animals because they'd be pulling a plow or something like that and they really need to lean into it. And so a yoke could be across the shoulder of two draft animals so that they could pull something together. And that's wonderful. And we can like create this thing about Jesus saying, take my yoke and we get in the yoke side by side with Jesus and we're pulling together. But that's not what I want to talk about. A yoke also was something that people used. And it was something that they would put across their shoulders and they would carry things. Now imagine, you've seen pictures, person carrying, you've got two buckets to carry. You can carry them like this or you can put something across your shoulders, hang the buckets off the end of it, right? That's a lot easier over a long distance to two buckets. So this is something, this is, I think, what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying, take my yoke. Take the thing that I give you to carry burdens. He's not saying that following him doesn't require work. He's saying that his yoke, the one that he's asking us to take to carry the things, is easier and lighter than the one that we put on. He doesn't say following Jesus, following him isn't, isn't hard. In fact, it's really hard. See, following Jesus is hard. Forgiving people who have sinned against you is really hard, right? Not trying to want justice for yourself, but leaving that into God's hands, that's really hard. Walking the extra mile when somebody has an expectation of you, even if it's unfair, and you're like, you know what, I'll do that. In fact, I'll go a bit further. That's really hard. Trusting God to provide when you don't see what provision looks like tomorrow, whew, that's hard. Those are all things that Jesus actually asks his followers to do before he says this. If we're honest and we're truly trying to follow Jesus, following him is difficult. In the previous chapter, in chapter 10, verses 34 through 39, Jesus says this, uh, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be members in his own household. Anyone who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That's hard. Those are hard words. But he keeps going. He says, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I think that's the key to this whole thing. Right at the very end, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Because I think Jesus is saying, if we stop carrying our burdens and give them to him and take on his yoke, if we lose our life, all of the stuff that we're carrying and we let it go and give it up to follow Jesus and Jesus alone, then we will find our true life. Think about this with me for a moment. Reflect on the burdens that we carry and where they come from. So often, I, please don't hear me say all burdens. Some things that they, they come to us and we carry it and, and 
like we can't unload it. Health burdens, you, we can't just dump that off. You know, there are other ones in life. That's just the first one that comes to my mind. But so often the burdens that we carry, where they come from, they're placed on us by other people. And what they expect of us or what we think they expect of us. Jesus' yoke is different. He knows who we are. He knows who he created us to be. And his yoke is light and easy because it's suited exactly for us. He can sit across the table and say, I know exactly what you're going through and I have the exact answer for you. Jesus is the only one who we can say genuinely has our interest at heart. Not our parents, not our kids, not our spouses, not our siblings, not our best friends. Nobody else can actually say they genuinely have our best interest at heart because we're all sinners and we all want what we want. Jesus actually has our best interest at heart and he proved it to us. He proved it by taking the burden of our sin on himself and dying a sinner's death on the cross so that we could have relationship with God. It was the most selfless thing that a person has ever done. So on the way out, at the end of the service here, you're going to receive a card. And on it is my favorite recipe. My favorite recipe for pizza dough. When then pizza is what I serve Jesus for dinner. But on it is also a couple of questions in light of what Jesus is saying here. He wants us to depend on him. That only through him can we know the Father. And that he desires to give us his yoke, which is light and easy. And in light of these truths, the questions are, what burdens are you carrying that did not come from him? And what burdens can you lay down? In fact, I would like to take this a step further. Here's the application, and I would like to push every single one of you guys to consider doing this. Pizza, good pizza should never be eaten alone. So you should get my pizza to recipe, and if you don't, if you're like, I am confused, and it's going to be a mess, and it's really wet, and stuff like that, get a hold of me, I'll tell you how it works, and stuff, and we'll figure it out, because it is amazing. But anyways, pizza should not be eaten alone. Invite some trusted friends to eat it with you. Invite some people that you can trust with your heart to come and eat some pizza with you and ask these questions of one another. What burden are you carrying that did not come from God? And what burdens can you lay down? What can you trust God with? In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, it says that we are to carry each other's burdens. I challenge you to start doing that, to do that with some friends, with some trusted people in your lives. As Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Will you lay down the burden of pleasing others or trying to carry things that you were never meant to carry? And instead, will you take up Jesus' yoke, the burden of following where he leads you? Because Jesus loves you and he wants what's best for you. I'm going to call the worship team forward, and as they're coming, why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us so much. Jesus, thank you that you love us enough to go to the cross for our sins, and in doing that, prove the depth of your love for us.
And God, as we wrestle with this, this is hard. These are hard things. When we have burdens, when we have things that our expectations or other people put on us or things that we put on ourselves, they are hard to deal with. But God, we ask that you would give us your Holy Spirit in our lives to put a finger on those areas what we need to lay down and we need to trust you with. And God, in that, we would find new freedom to live out of our new identity, our identity in you and what you want of us. And God, may that bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.